Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield, the podcast version. Or if you're watching on YouTube, how's it going? This is uh, Todd Fox, and my co-host for today is... James Gonzalez. It's big game, James. Come on now. Stop being modest. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, big game, James, is in the house, and uh, we're going to be recapping the Baltimore Orioles series and talking about the Boston series and where the Angels are right now in the standings and all that good stuff and catch you up on, uh, as we normally do, on this Sunday slash Monday as we preview the Red Sox series. But before we do, you want to tell them about some of the merchandise and stuff where they can get it? Yes, on redbubble.com, there's the blowpin merchandise, the buttercup merchandise, stickers, the Halos in the infield uh, stickers there. Uh, It's some great merchandise, and uh, hopefully there's more to come. I would definitely love uh, some more merchandise out there, and and hopefully you see it around the big A. That would be pretty cool to see people wearing it. And realizing the um, the references in which it, it comes from, too. That would be awesome, Todd. Yes, so check out Redbubble. Type in uh, Halos in the Infield. You'll find all of it there. Exactly. So also we, uh, we want you to check out us, our Spotify or iTunes, Anchor. Uh, some of those are free. Some of those aren't. I know uh, Spotify isn't but, and iTunes isn't, but if you have uh, you know, iHeartRadio, Anchor, it's free to listen to us on there. And also catch the replays on YouTube. And we're going to be doing this bingo game where we're going to be giving away a jersey and selecting bingo balls for each show. So every show you guys get a chance to listen to is another chance for you to win a free jersey courtesy of Halos in the Infield. We even take care of shipping. So there's no cost to you whatsoever. So with all the business out of the way, and James's pregame show, which he usually does on our on the page on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Let's get started. Um, let's start talking about uh, what happened on Friday. The Angels picking up a come from behind victory against the Baltimore Orioles. Have any thoughts on that one before we dig into it? Well, yeah, I I really didn't know what to come in coming into the series. I figured, okay, the Orioles is going to hit hard. They're going to. Give us a series, man. I didn't think it would be that dramatic, though. Um, <laughs> just You would figure, okay, it was just going to be just like the Royals and the Diamondback series, right, mm-hmm. where there was really no pain at all. It was real. It was easy wins other from the uh, the Sunday game again in Arizona. Remember, that game was real close. Yeah, yeah. And the Angels won in dramatic fashion. But I think Friday takes the cake for – a win in dramatic fashion. Um, just wild, man. I, I wish I was there. I wish I, I spent the time to go uh, to hear that crowd and to be a part of that and to see Otani do his thing. I mean, that that would have been something, you know. Uh, Otani, of course, uh, hitting another home run. That game, two of them. Iglesias even hit a home run. Oh yeah, Tony hit two. That's right, yeah. third and fourth innings, and it was what one. You know he hits one to right field, mm-hmm. but then he changed it up the next inning and hit it to left. I mean, you talk about a video game player right now. That's Otani. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's weird to me when he came up in the fourth. I'm thinking, you know. He never really hits opposite way. 
and he hit up he hit an opposite way home run. It was just it was one of those lucky things, I guess, in my mind. I'm thinking he never does it, and he and he did it. Uh, we always remember the hit by Jared Walsh in the ninth inning uh, with uh, Otani coming home to score. I mean that that was just amazing, dude. That that was a great Friday night, even though. You know, you had uh, Canning on the mound, and we all know about Canning and the struggles he's had, the issues he's had pitching, and we've talked about it. Mm -hmm. uh, Slagers came in. He did well that night. Quintana came in as well. Uh, Cechek, um, Myers, and Iglesias ended up getting the, uh, the win that night so it was just a wild wild game on friday and the angels won of course eight to seven yeah that was a it was a uh a weird game for the angels i believe because i mean you had to use a bullpen uh canning came out there two and two thirds uh really didn't show much uh and that was you know who would have known at the time other than management that that was going to be his final start uh you know because he sent down to triple a and, uh, you know, Wants came up in, in his spot. But uh, he pitched crappy in this game. He had no passion, no heart in this game. We were like, is this Heaney 2.0 from the right side? And that's kind of discouraging. So, um, but like you said, you know, bright spots were Otani hitting those two home runs. And Glacius was pitching on fire in that game, got out of a jam in the eighth inning, and then saved the ninth inning or closed out the ninth inning. And then bottom of the ninth, you know, Jared Walsh, like you said, comes up with that big hit. Otani scores all the way from first. And he slides home, just beating the throw, and he does that iconic, like, hands in the air. That was pretty damn cool. The fans were going nuts. So, yeah, like you said, you didn't expect a team with 27 wins and 65 losses coming in to give them such a problem, but they did. And Baltimore almost squeaked out with a win in this game. Um, that wallpaper that Otani had with his hands up, I think that should be everybody's wallpaper for right now. I mean, I've got it on my social media site. It's almost, you know, and the funny thing is, it's almost like the fact that you sit there and you say, damn, you know, like they were able to get a big victory in this game. Um, and, and, you know, Otani, Otani scores that iconic like type run. And then you're like thinking, man, you know, where was like, you're almost forgetting about Trout in a way, you know, like right now, Otani is the face of this franchise. I mean, you can't, it's hard to argue that, you know what I mean? Like, He's the guy right now, dude. He's doing everything. He's doing what Trout normally does, which is carry this team on his shoulders. You know, luckily, Mike Trout is not an athlete like in the 90s and 80s and 70s. You know, like Reggie Jackson was, where he had to be the guy, the the straw that stirs a drink and all that. Mm -hmm. I don't see Trout as that type of uh, guy, personality. Mm -hmm. So uh, I hope he doesn't feel any, you know, pushed aside feelings or anything like that. But, um, you know, at least he's in the dugout. At least he's there. He's he's hopefully, you know, counseling guys in the dugout. So Trout definitely still part of this ball club. Mm -hmm. um, now, I don't know the rumors I've heard. Okay, maybe he'll be back in July. Or maybe he's going to be put on the six-day DL and not come back at all. Have you heard anything new about Mike Trout and his status? 
I've I've seen and I've heard that it looks like he's really really close. Like uh, he's been throwing a lot. He's been trying to take a little fly balls out there in center field, part- participating in some stretching. So, oh, hold on man. a second. See, had a uh, playing thing playing there, but no, uh, they they're getting better. I think Trout's getting close. He should be back. I think on time around July seventeenth. So uh, around that time would be great because that's only a couple more weeks away. Um, so that takes us into Saturday's game, which Saturday's game epitomized what the Angels should be doing to the Orioles. And that was Alex Cobb giving us seven and two-thirds, which is the highest any Angel pitcher has given us all year. It's the mm-hmm. longest any pitcher's gone. We have no complete games. And Cobb, this is the second time he's reached into the seventh inning this year. He improves to six and three. He only allowed one run. He had six strikeouts and one walk, and that's the key, the one walk. Angels did most of their damage early, and Iglesias looked great in the ninth inning, and they only surrendered one run on five hits. Uh, what, did you, what are your thoughts on this game versus the Orioles on Saturday? I mentioned Alex Cobb uh, on the pregame show on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I heard this from someone on Twitter that he was traded to the Angels, if you recall, in the offseason, mm-hmm. and he makes $15 million this season. The Orioles are paying ten million of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the guy mentioned on Twitter that the Orioles are paying ten million to get beat by Cobb, <laughs> the guy who they traded. Yeah. I mean, ain't how that goes. Um, and so it goes. Uh C check came in for that one out in the uh in the eighth there. Mm-hmm. I thought he was gonna blow it. Yeah. <laughs> uh Iglesias got the save, 16th of the year. Uh, yeah, like you said, a total, it felt like just enough game to getting uh, Ligaris a double, Walsh a double. Uh, Goslin had a couple RBIs. Ligaris and Walsh had one. Which they're starting to really get hot, those two players, Goslin and Ligaris. Yeah, man. If it takes a total team effort, you'll get wins like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I love to see. Uh, you don't expect it. Uh, the Angels went to forty-one and forty-one on the on Saturday and five hundred, and you're saying, "Well, they've been here before. Can they get over five hundred on Sunday?" Mm-hmm. So July fourth came. Everybody uh, was having fun. Not a big crowd at the big A, and and you you would expect that you know maybe with the Orioles in town, and how hot it is, mm-hmm. you know that was a little probably disappointing to see, but you understand like everybody's out doing their own thing on the Fourth of July on the afternoon, you know if the game was a night game, I think there'd be more people honestly. If it, if it was a night game, it would have been a sellout because then the Angels would have put on they already do a. a a Saturday night fireworks night all season. But if they were to do, you know, if it's a 4th of July, obviously they go bigger and better. So, yeah, it would have been a 4th of July night. Yeah, it would have been a great thing. But with Sunday night being 4th of July, ESPN games get the Sunday night game. So this one was definitely not a Sunday night game. Um, a 500 team versus a team with almost 30 games under 500. So, <laughs> And 18,000, almost 19,000 announced. But I think there was more uh, walk-ups there. And most were hiding out of the out of the sun in the shade wherever they could find it too. And by so the it's way, one of those very things. Oh yeah, exactly. And by the way, real quick, when they talk about fireworks, 
I don't know about your area, but you know where I live in Whittier, they say basically, you know, fireworks are illegal. They put those on those Caltrans signs and everything, and they try to make it like, okay, yeah, you know, you can't. Uh, uh, there goes those. That was the home run he hit. So sorry that the that popped in. Um, but the fireworks are like crazy expensive usually, and they're always saying a thousand dollar fine, whatnot. Last night looked like Iraq with with fireworks. I mean, the fireworks were blowing up everywhere. And I mean, huge explosions where it was rattling the front door. All the car alarms were off. What was it? Buy one, get a thousand for free because <laughs> damn, they were shooting off fireworks consistently for four hours straight, dude. I kept hearing that on on social media, and um, uh, I think last year cannot be topped because everybody was staying home and yeah. getting their own fireworks. Yeah, last year was not the. I guess if you want to say the worst you've heard and seen, um, I think it was this. But year. around here, where I am, I have I don't have much except the. The fireworks shows that go on by the city. Mm-hmm. There's a few people setting it off, but but honestly, yesterday there wasn't much at all. Bro, so, I guess no, I'm lucky. I disagree, bro. I think this year's was worse than last year. Yeah. <laughs> Explosion City, dude. Holy and granted, I, I didn't see all of it. I just remember from last year the helicopter views from I think Fox Eleven up in Los Angeles and um I didn't really look into that this year, uh, but uh, East LA, I know, was going off. That was on Twitter. <laughs> that always and, off. Yeah, no matter what, it, it could be Friday, Saturday, Thursday. On a Monday, for God's sake, they'll <laughs> they'll do something on a Monday. Oh, well, hey, hey, we're out of uh, fireworks. Let's uh, let's shoot some M's. Uh, what is it? The AK forty-seven in the air. Nice. Shoot off a. <laughs> yeah. But, Speaking of fireworks, Otani had the home run you, you saw, and he hit his 31st. I mean, 30th, right? Yeah, I got on Sunday the 31st. Oh. Um, I just couldn't believe that he made it to 30 before the break. I mean, it, it, he's just a marvel, honestly. Nice transition uh, there with the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of some. Um, you know, Sandoval came in, he pitched the five innings. Two runs, two or uh, yeah, two hits, two earned runs. He did walk five. He had that one struggle inning for sure. Yeah, he almost threw uh, forty pitches in the first inning. In the first inning, that's right. It was like thirty-six or eight, whatever it may have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, he struck out seven. Man, I thought that first inning it was like pulling teeth. Honestly, it, it was terrible. Yeah, and I then thought, uh, I thought he was only going to last three again. So yeah, good. luckily he went five, four even. That was amazing. I went five. Yeah, and he tried to go into the sixth. Yeah, you know Madden was not going to allow someone to go over 100 like that. Yeah. Uh, Slagers gave up the two runs as well. And Watts, you know, you don't expect much. You just want to see some new blood come in. And he's done fairly well for now, but... Against the real competition in Boston, I want to see how he does if he gets in the games. I agree. I want to see what he could do there because he he struggled in that first inning. He came in to relieve uh, the uh, Slagers, but to get out of the jam. But uh, he came back the next inning and his stuff was on point. He has a very nice slider and a wicked fastball. So we'll see what happens with him. But in this game, though, Ward left. So did uh, Rendon with tightness. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to see what happens with Rendon because. 
he, magically he hits a home run. He's been starting to hit, and then magically he gets hurt again. Uh, hopefully he's not on the DL or IL, whatever you call it. Uh, Rojas was called up. He had a big pinch hit in this game. And then Ligaris came through, which I'm so happy with. Now, you know, the, you know, Iglesias gave up that home run. You're down a run. You're thinking, crap, we just buttercupped a game uh, to the Orioles of all teams when we should have swept them. And then kudos to the Angels. They load the bases up right away in the bottom of the ninth. And then they get the big double walk-off by Ligaris. So impressive win. Like you said, it, you wish more fans were there for this one because it was an emotional comeback too. Yeah. Um Hearing Ligaris talk after the game, you could tell he's been coached well or raised well because he was talking about a daily mindset coming in with focus. And um, and you could tell with his hitting, especially with his fielding, he always seems to be in cruise control. He knows when to turn turn on the jets to, to uh, track down the fly ball in center. He's a... I, I have always admired him from afar uh, when he played with the Mets, mm-hmm. and it was good to have him um, the last series when they played the Yankees because of those interleague matchups uh, he and the Yankees had when when he was with the Mets. It was good to have someone that has experience out in that outfield, even if it is for three games or whatever a year. It's good to have someone out there to say, hey, the wall's coming in this many steps. Be ready. You know, there's all these little things that Yankee Stadium does, you know, to an outfielder. So you have to be ready. And to have Ligaris there is a is a great plus. And he's becoming that veteran off the bench that'll that'll do wonders for you in key situations. And we saw that. And it's great to see Rojas back. Mm-hmm. He can platoon everywhere. Um especially with the news of Justin Upton uh, not being ready. We thought, oh, maybe on Sunday he would be ready to come up uh, and uh, be in the lineup. The lineup took forever to come out. It was like it was like 12, 15. I'm like, what is going on, Joe? Mm-hmm. You know, bring out the lineup already. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe they're just they're seeing if Justin Upton can play. And obviously he couldn't. I didn't even see him in the dugout, to be honest. Uh, with Rendon, it, it becomes a theme again where these little things, these little tightness, these little strains, and then they become, you know, 10-day DL stints or IL stints, whatever you like to call it. It becomes just an ordinary thing. And it always comes after a home run, it seems like. She puts so much into a home run. That barely got out, too. It landed in the front row, and a gentleman caught it out and left. Um, but it always seems to be a theme with Randon, where I don't want to say fragile, but, you know, if you drop the box, something's on the breaking side. And it's unfortunate, man. Yeah. It's... And all that money for him? You know, it's like, oh, no, he's hurt again. Damn. Yeah, because I brought this up on the post game. If this dude is hitting what he normally hits right now, maybe let's just say he has 17 home runs, he's batting 285, and he's got about 46 to 55 RBIs, something like that, right? You would have Otani with the numbers he's got, which is higher than that, obviously. He's got 31 homers, uh, almost 70 RBIs. You got Walsh, with, who's now an all star. So, you know, he made the all star game. He's got 20 home runs, like 61, 62 RBIs. You have those three guys plus Upton starting to hit, and then you get Trout back. Holy crap. 
That's a dangerous ass lineup. It's just keeping Upton and freaking Rendon healthy. And then now with Trout coming off the injury, keeping him healthy. If those five guys can stay healthy, that that will get you that run support that we thought this team would be up and, and making on a daily basis in the preseason because all of us were, were just worrying about the pitching. We didn't worry about the hitting. But the hitting has taken way more hits, and we've had to, you know, no pun intended, but we had to mix and match lineups and have, you know, guys that were utility at best guys starting for us because, you know, we just we didn't have no one to fill the spots. And the only ones that's been super healthy this year is is Otani and freaking Walsh. So other than that, I mean, and other guys haven't come through, but we now seeing that, you know, David Fletcher's got his average up to 285 from like 210, 220. He's got an 18-game hitting streak. He's now solidified that leadoff spot Ooh, again. Look at all that Parmesan oh God, cheese dude. on that papadilla. i got to pop that out of there. <laughs> yeah, Fletcher's balling right now, man. Just yeah. When he was in that slump, everybody's like, oh, my God, he's not doing anything. And then, boom, he's come up clutch these last 18 games, honestly. And he's pulling the ball to the left side, which is really good to see because – he wasn't doing that before. He seemed to be slapping the ball to right field a lot. He, he was swinging at his head all the time. I think the guy that needs to do that and get away from the sleep, swinging at pitches above his head is Rojas still. If Rojas can get it, can can uh, have a little bit more patience. That's the, been the M.O. on him. But these guys got to start working it together. I'm telling you, if the lineup can get in the in, to, to a better spot, this pitching's coming around. And we'll have to see what you know what they do now. That they sent Canning down. You know Suarez moved in front for Quintana's spot. I don't know who's going to take Canning's spot. Um, Detmers is pushing for this to, to come up at some point this season. And um, you know what we're going to do with Chris Rodriguez. You know is Wants going to stay up here? And there's just a lot of questions going forward. But it, despite all those questions, for the most part, what is your grade? on the pitching right now as of right now not talking about a collective season because at this in the first couple months especially when they were struggling me and you were pretty down on them but what do you say recently what what's your grade on the angels bullpen slash starting pitching i think the bullpen has definitely carried itself better as of late mm-hmm. uh cobb has been probably and with otani has been the two bright spots in the uh, for the starters, I should say, uh, and we'll see how Suarez does tonight. But as of now, I think it went from a D plus to to maybe a, a C plus. You know, there's still Canning, there's still Heaney, there's still those issues going on, and then uh, Slagers. Yeah, it's hit and miss with him and Myers, but uh, Iglesias and and you mentioned it before, Todd, on your post game show. When it's not a uh, safe situation, Iglesias just seems to have a different mindset. Mm-hmm. And it it I don't know what maybe the thrill of getting a save for your personal stats. I don't know what it is, but. Maybe uh, he has that issue. I don't know, but uh, uh, he sure likes to del- you know dunce himself with uh, water and uh, sport drink. Yes, he does. 
He likes to you see that where he does it just to himself. It's like, oh, that's kind of weird. You don't really see that before, but I guess he wanted to do it because Otani got it all on Friday or Walsh. But uh, there's little things about Iglesias. It's like, okay, that's kind of weird. And but um, you know, hey, if we can get into safe situations, he's pretty reliable. And I think that's why I hold a C plus instead of a, a C. So, uh, I, I have to agree on your grade. I think I give him a C plus two. But a, one more question before we move on: What are, to Boston? Uh, what is your feeling about Inglesius being a free agent? Obviously, he's not. His agent's not going to allow him, like most players, to negotiate during the season. Um, do you feel the Angels are going to reach out to him and get him for next season? Is he a viable candidate to be re-signed, or do you think he's going to fall through the cracks? What alarms me in a good way and a bad way is that we all knew coming into this season, okay, he's not going to have issues fielding, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to be a, a, a fielder day in and day out where you don't have to worry about him. He's had 11 errors this year at shortstop. Oh, no, I'm talking he's about the closer, Iglesias. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm renting on the Jose. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Would you tell us are so valuable? Mm -hmm. Um, and everybody wants one. Everybody needs one. Uh, I think it's based on his performance. And you mentioned on your post game show as well, the Angels might go get starting pitching and forget all about Iglesias, and someone will take him. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm in the same boat about that too. Uh. But I'd bring him back for the right price and the right years. Uh, one thing he's he's pretty young compared to, you know, the Kimbrels out there. Oh yeah, uh, the Malinsons in San Diego. Yep. Uh, so that's a good thing, but that also means that the price will be higher and the years will be more. So, mm -hmm. I think it depends what you can get with the starters and the bullpen. And if you're not hitting there, then the Angels have to re-sign Iglesias. There's no doubt about it. I agree. I think if, if, uh, if say, for instance, Perry says before the end of the season, pulls him alongside and says, hey, man, we are interested in you. We want to bring you back. But like you said, at the right price, and if maybe they throw him a three-year, $20 million contract, or even three years, 30, um, I know it's a little pricey for a reliever, but when's the last time we've had a closer – outside of Frankie Rodriguez, you know, Houston Street. yeah, well, Houston street was good, but he wasn't a fireballer like this guy. Oh, sure. you know, he, he was technical. You know, he was like that finesse type pitcher. Uh, we had, and we had Fuentes. We had a bunch of different closers try to come in here. And um, I think this guy is the real deal. Um, but uh, I would keep him in that closing role. I just, you know, I just, my fear is like I said on the post game. And like you said too, we reiterated, they're going to go out there, you know, starting pitching, starting pitching, starting pitching, and Inglace, both Inglesiuses might fall through the cracks because those are top free agents, and top free agents usually go in the first couple of weeks at least, or unless there's an issue with their agent and they're too greedy and they drive themselves out of the market. But for the most part, guys like that aren't going to last very long. You know, Inglesius, the, the shortstop, might because there's so many other shortstops. But he's a bargain pick compared to all the other guys coming, coming out uh, next season. So we'll just have to see about that. Um, 
But uh, I agree with you, though, on Iglesias. And then as we move now to Baltimore series, you or Boston series, you alluded to towards Suarez making his first start. And currently he's got, what, a 3-1 and one record, 1.880 ERA or something like that. Um, what are your thoughts, him not starting against Baltimore as his first start and then going up against a, you know, seemingly a red-hot Boston team? Yeah, uh, coming into the series, uh, Boston took two out of three from the Oakland Athletics on the weekend, and we all know Oakland's in, what, first or second place. They keep going back and forth at Houston, Mm -hmm. where we want to be, honestly. Uh, It's good for Suarez because, you know, he's faced the Yankees. He's faced um, some talent there, you know. Houston. Yeah, oh, definitely Houston. Uh, but to have him go out against New York for all those innings, um, that was impressive, mm-hmm. and it's something to look forward to. And now you're asking Suarez to go, you know, four or five because he's taken, uh, you know, he's being a starter. So you have to, as long as he locates well, he gets people on the high fastball, I would love to see that. Um, he struck out 26 all this time. Um, I love for him to get some ground balls going and this will be a definite major league experience, uh, for him. The hot Red Sox, as you know, they've had five, uh, all-stars selected. That's the most by any ball club. Mm-hmm. Um, the three hitters. Uh, Bogarts, Devers, and um, J.D. Martinez, mm-hmm. who's having a renaissance of a year as their designated hitter. Those are three batters you cannot, you know, mess around with. You know, you, you got to go right after them. And I think Suarez has a little uh, a little fight in him to do that. So that would be interesting when those big guys come up, the big – Big boppers come up and Hunter Renfro as well. Uh, you remember what he did in the postseason last year for Tampa Bay. Uh, he's also a big name, big bopper. So this will be a, a interesting test for uh, Suarez. And uh, being a lefty doesn't hurt too because uh, the batters have to be ready for that. So um, it'll be fun to see how long he can go too. Because we know the bullpen was taxed in the last uh, series, mm-hmm. other from the Cobb series, right? Or the Cobb's. So uh, it would be good if Suarez was able to go at least five, you know, and not walk a lot. Yeah, that's that's the thing I like between Suarez and Sandoval. Suarez t- t- tends to keep the ball down, and uh, he also doesn't walk many guys. And when he falls into three-one counts. He goes right after guys. He challenges us. He's like, I'm not going to walk you. You're going to either strike out or you're going to put the ball in play. I love that about him. I wish guys like Heaney and Canning would have that same mentality. You could tell Suarez is very confident and he trusts his stuff. And Sandoval from time to time is like that too, but he does walk some guys. I think that's his quirk. I think right now Suarez is a little bit ahead of Sandoval, which is very encouraging. Um, but I heard Madden says he wants to give him 80 to 85 pitches in this game. So that could extend him to the sixth, but he's got to manage his pitches and do a good job at uh, at not walking guys, which he has so far. But it, 
if he doesn't let this start get too big and he can get through the first couple innings, I'm pretty sure after the second inning, Suarez is going to settle in and you're going to see another nice performance because it would be huge out the gate to get a big victory against Boston here tonight. Um, so with that being said, what is the schedule for the rest of the series, the next two games? By the way, today's today uh, tonight's game will be on nationally on ESPN, and fitting that it's Shohei's uh, birthday today. Okay. He turns twenty-seven. So July fifth today, uh, six thirty start. Uh, tomorrow the sixth, six thirty start, and then Sunday. I mean, sorry, Wednesday, July seventh is a one o'clock start, uh, and then the Angels. Uh, have Thursday off, so okay. so there's an afternoon game put in there. So I wonder. Uh, hopefully, people come out. You know, the Boston fans are going to be there after a year away. Oh yeah, yeah, they're going to have. They're going to uh, be. They're going to be in full force for the series. Unfortunately, yeah. When they're in first place, they all come out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not as bad as Yankee fans, but uh, no, they put on their Boston accent though. They're, they're from Huntington Beach, but they'll come out there and be like, "Yo, uh, yo, Tommy boy!" Like, no, shut up. You're not. You don't talk like that. Boston. Yeah, Boston. Just let's have some chowder. I still love Tom Brady, bro. <laughs> By the way, um, so uh, these two games with Otani coming up, we all know what Trout usually does on his birthday. We hope Trout, uh, you know, Otani can do something like that on his birthday today. Real quick, Randy from the page said that um, he thinks that Otani can finish with 60 this year because if he gets to 37 by the All-Star break, he will be on pace for over 60. What are your thoughts? Do you think he can hit 60? I'm very superstitious about it. Uh, no, uh, I'm always weary about that. Mark, what what people are saying, you know, what he can or can't hit. Because he is a pitcher, I think either there will be more attention on him to pitch, so the hitting will kind of drop off. Uh, I think it's possible, definitely, because he's he's taking pitches better. You notice he's not chasing yep. the the sliders outside of the zone away, he's really been better at the plate, despite what everybody says. Um, so that's a very good sign if you want him to hit 60. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been hitting that inside pitch, you know, the, the little curveballs that come in or sliders, change-ups. He, he loves that pitch whenever you pitch him in. So if he gets more in pitches, man um, – yeah, I, I think he, he can get there. And if you consider this a down year, I know we're above 500 right now. Uh, but if he hits 60, I think that's the 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 yearbook moment, I think, of the season, honestly. You mentioned he's the, the face right now of the ball club. And, um, yeah, if he hits 60, oh, would you imagine the, the press on that? And he starts, uh, by the way, on Tuesday against Nathan Avalby. Ooh, that's so a that, game right there. Yeah, I'm guessing that'll be on MLB Network, so the whole country can see as well. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be all over this series pretty much. I don't know about Wednesday. 
he might not play on Wednesday after pitching, but we'll see if he's in the lineup or not because of the Thursday uh, day off. Who, we'll see. Who pitches on Wednesday for Boston? Wednesday, let's see. For Boston, it'll be at the slowest app in the world. Eduardo Rodriguez, blah, blah, blah. Uh, six and four, and then Andrew Heaney going for the Angels on on Wednesday. Can't we pitch Heaney on Thursday? <laughs> oh, yes. Bullpen session. Yes, simulated ball game. There you go. Oh. Leave them, leave them in, leave them, in, leave them in Anaheim while the whole team goes to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, tell them we're playing the series against Seattle uh, at home. It's the All Star break already. Yeah, <laughs> go home. <laughs> Since the All Star break is Monday, go home. Damn it, he's pitching the finale. It sucks. Um, well, like I said, the Nathan Ibaldi game <laughs> that that one will be a good pitching matchup because Ibaldi's been their breakout bounce back player since signing that re-up with Boston two years ago. He had a rough 2019 and a rough 2020. Uh, he looks much, much better. He looks like the 2018 version of Nathan Ivaldi. Um, so that's going to be a good one. And we all know what Otani did up in New York. So he's itching to get out there and getting some outs. And it's going to be challenging because the one thing that has hurt him, he, is, he hasn't really given up the runs. He hasn't been tattooed for home runs, big hits or nothing. It's been the freaking walks, and that's where he's gotten himself yeah. in so much trouble, either getting too high of pitch counts or just, you know, because he hasn't been killing guys early in counts. He's been going a lot of 3-2 counts, a lot of walks. If he can cut that down, he can have a real nice start against Boston, bounce back before the break. Yeah, the, the walks, man. I can think of his start and just think how much of a, a disaster that was, mm-hmm. you know. Don't find out, hey, that game was probably the game of the year with uh, the rain delays and then the dramatic comeback by the Angels. Uh, so we'll see what happens on Tuesday. Uh, the weather will be better for sure. Uh, the opponent, though, will be tougher. Absolutely. Boston is legit. Um, so where they sit right now is they're five and a half out currently uh, of the wild card. They need to win right now. They need to keep going. I think division's out of out of touch for right now unless they really go on a win streak. But stranger things can happen, but one game at a time. With that being said, what are your what is your prediction for the Boston series? What do you think the outcome is in the three games? I mean, I want to be, you know, Homer, but I want to be objective as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is tough to say, but I hope to get a game in this series, honestly. Oh. I, I really I really do. I'm not going to, you know, uh, mess around with that answer, you know. I or say, hey, you know, if these things can go right, if these things can go right, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm always tagged as a realist, and that's with all my ball clubs, right? Mm-hmm. Where I know where I'm going to be, I know where where they're going to be. So I I hope <laughs> to uh, the Angels somehow get two out of three, but Boston right now, even though they're not scoring as many runs as they did before at Oakland series. Um, they didn't score as many runs as I thought they would have, but that could be the Oakland pitching there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope two out of three, but realistically I'm thinking uh, the angels get one game and it'd probably be that. Uh, it'd probably be that Tuesday. Okay. 
Well, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, my hope of two of three as well. But realistically, if I had to if I had to put money on it, I'd be I'd say one out of three as well. Um, two the I think the way two out of three works is if Suar, I have a feeling somehow Obaldi's gonna shut him down against Otani, um, and I think they're gonna win tonight for sure. Um, but that game three is the wild card. Uh, if 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 freaking Heaney can pitch four or five. Or somehow reel back in because he's pitched three crappy starts in a row. If he can come back and pitch a six inning type game, a quality start, I think the Angels win that game. Or maybe even they fall behind a little bit. They take him out. Someone settles it down, and then the Angels come back and win. That's how I could see them winning that game. But but right now, if I had to put money on it, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I say one out of three. Heaney should treat this start as a money start, mm-hmm. as a showcase for other teams. Yep. No, he's a free agent coming in. You know, he's probably going to be a trade candidate after the all-star break. He should go all out. He should, you know, he should be saying, Hey, I got to do something to get out of here if he wants to get out. But, um, but if he wants to make money on it, on a free agent contract coming up, he better do well because then you know, teams will gain interest. Everybody's looking for a starter, and he's a lefty as well, so that that helps as well for the money wise. But um, he should showcase himself on Wednesday, and and try to be dominant. And that's hard to say of of Andrew Heaney, but um, yeah, I I would hope the motivation is there to say, hey, uh, I I want to get more money on the contract coming up, so. Against Boston, I want to I want to go out go all out and do well. So we'll see though. I don't know how Amy's going to come out. That's the problem. I mean, he's he's an enigma, uh, really. You just don't know what you're going to get with him. He's always been like that, and that's been the frustrating thing about him. But uh, uh, so we'll we'll see what happens there, and uh, you know we'll get into it from uh, we'll, we'll do the uh, recap later in the uh, week. And, uh, you know, we'll tell you what happened also in the Seattle series and then uh, go from there. So uh, any final thoughts, James? The Red Sox are 9-1 and one in their last 10. So oh, my thought is crap. <laughs> 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 I just saw that right now. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're coming in hot, hot, hot. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to everybody on the page here. Um, I think you, Fernando... Chris, Chase, and I'm trying to remember others on here. Uh, thank you for allowing me to come on and do the pregame show here. Uh, there will be an absence. I'll, I will be gone, but I will be back. Um, but to be able to do what I love and preview games, I remember doing this with no audience pretty much <laughs> in my head. <laughs> and... Uh, and I, I also just want to give a shout out real quick to uh, Marv Albert. He retired after seven decades of doing what he loved to do and doing what I like to do here uh, is broadcasting. So uh, he retired on Saturday. You know, I had to watch that during the Angel game and, and uh, hear his voice for the last time, at least live. Um, you mentioned the fireworks on Saturday into Sunday. I was just listening to old Marv games to try to drown out whatever, you know, M80s were going off or <laughs> regular fireworks were going off. I was trying to do anything, really. 
So I went back in time. So I listened to Marv Albert's radio calls with the New York Rangers, New York Yankees. I'm sorry, New York Knicks and uh, football calls. And I just think of someone to do something for seven decades like that. I only wish to do something like that for one decade or even one day. So I'm, uh, I think Marv and I, and I, um, I wish him nothing but the best at 80 years old. He's going to enjoy retirement like he should. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's all I got. So thank you for the support for ev from everybody. Thank you for the views. I'll have the uh, pregame show here on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, during the Red Sox series, and we'll go from there on the page. Hopefully I can chime in whenever I can. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thank you, Todd, for letting me come on here and do do this. I very appreciate it, man. So that's all I got, man. Just check out Red Bubble as well for the merchandise. For sure, for sure. And also uh, like and subscribe to like and subscribe. I keep saying it. Follow us at Instagram. Check us out. Uh, follow us as well over there at uh, at um, on Twitter. And then, uh, you know, like our page on Facebook. And then, um, like you said, Redbubble, you know, we've got all the nice, cool merchandise, a lot of positive stuff, a lot of funny stuff over there. And then also, uh, you know, check, check in for the Trucker Hat Trivia and for all the uh, giveaways that we're going to be doing with jerseys upcoming here in the month of July and August. So with that being said, for Todd Fox and James, James, we'll see you next week with the all-new show, uh, hopefully after some Angels W's. Peace. Mm -hmm.